Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Pastor Mike, good evening. It's half past five. This is update for Tuesday, 21st of February, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news on the Isle of Man. A background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person. Tonight, government's going to spend £1.2 billion over the next 12 months. The Russian MHK says uh, the Newcastle Russian High School needs spades in the ground. Tackle the infrastructure before increasing population, says a union official. We asked your opinion too, and the hospice gets four out of five from the Care Quality Commission. And Benham, for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of six o'clock, the update news headlines. Faster my Christian Joe. Faster my. The budget, which sets out where the island's finances will be allocated, has been almost unanimously approved by Timold. Only one member, John Wannenberg, voted against following a lengthy debate that lasted several hours. The Isle of Man will fall silent on Friday to mark one year since Russia invaded Ukraine. Legislative buildings in Douglas will also be lit up in yellow and blue as a sign of solidarity. And Isle of Man Transport is trying an electric bus to assess its suitability for the roads of the island. The vehicle is an e-Sitaro demonstrator owned by Mercedes, which is used extensively around the UK by a range of transport operators. In international news, the Royal College of Nursing says it's pausing strike action after agreeing to enter a process of intense talks with the UK government. Nurses in England had been due to stage a 48-hour walkout next week and are out overpay. Joe Biden's responded to Vladimir Putin's claim the West started the war in Ukraine, declaring America's un wavering support for Kyiv. The US president's in Poland following yesterday's unannounced visit to the Ukrainian capital, which he says stands free almost a year on from Russia's invasion. And Wales rugby union coach Warren Gatland's delayed naming his squad to face England as a threat of strike action continues. Players are in a dispute with bosses about new contracts. Those are the update news headlines. We'll be back at six o'clock. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face to face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you, Christian. From the Ronalds Way Met Office, there's a strong wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. Uh, state of uh, sea is slight or moderate. And the three-day weather. Tonight, rain coming in late this evening on a moderate or fresh southwest wind. It will clear by dawn tomorrow. Overnight minimums, five. Tomorrow, Wednesday, Jacrane, sunny intervals, scattered showers on a brisk northwest wind, which might be wintry, the showers that is, over the hills. Top temperature 7 at sea level, down to 4 through the night into Jordane. Thursday, dry with sunny spells and a light to moderate northwest wind. Daylight maximum is 8 degrees. The matrix signs are showing fog on the mountain road tonight. Sunset in about six minutes' time. Low water is at 18 minutes to 7. High water, 28 minutes to 1 a.m. Low tide tomorrow morning at 9 minutes before 7. And the sun rises at 24 minutes past 7. Manx Glass and Glazing can produce bespoke splashbacks for your kitchen in any colours. Speak to the team on 674 573. 
Shinwold has approved the Manx budget for 2023-2024, which will see government spend £1.2 billion over the course of the next 12 months. It received almost unanimous support. Just one MHK voted against it. All nine MLCs voted in support of the plan. The financial outline was presented to Timwall Court this morning by the Treasury Minister, Dr Allenson. As you will see, the measures within this budget to support the community and our frontline services are significant and come with an increased burden to government revenue and reserves. This cannot be achieved without funding in place to support them. But it's also vital that we have a medium-term financial plan contained within this year's budget to address the structural deficit. I believe this budget is a financially responsible way to ensure we maintain the continuity in delivering our key services, whilst ensuring that we continue to invest in and protect our economy to enable future growth. The title of this year's budget is Investing in Our Island Plan. This is not some glib slogan. It is essential that Treasury works with all other areas of government to make sure we support the equitable growth in our economy and to be in the position to raise significant revenue to build a secure, vibrant and sustainable future for our island. A Russian MHK says she'd like to see spades in the ground at the Castle Russian High School site in the next 12 months. Michelle Haywood has described plans to replace the secondary school as well overdue. Plans will now go through a new process for capital projects, which was unveiled as part of today's budget, something which has been welcomed by the southern MHKs. I think the previous plans that we've seen weren't for purpose and I was worried that the department was actually going to move ahead, you know, try and spend a lot of money on something that you'd end up opposing even though you supported the idea overall we'd have had to oppose the detailed plans when it came through. I think this new re-look at, at things and a chance to sit there and say what do we sensibly need and what does that site look like is really, really welcome opportunity to make sure that the projects you're bringing through are really fit for purpose and fit for the future. So it's the change in direction in Treasury and how they manage the capital programme, I think that's giving me more comfort uh, than perhaps we've seen before. What would you like to see take place over those 12 months of this next financial year, actually, on this Castle Russian High School project? It may not be something, I think you said yourselves and the Southern members, it may not happen overnight, but what progress would you like to see on it? There are draft plans around at the moment. I'd like to see those plans out. I'd like to see them properly costed, um, and I'd like to see them out to procurement, and then I'd li- I anticipate the department will be back in, taking advantage of those quarterly applications for capital budget that they're back in sometime in the next year in fact I hope in the next six months saying this is actually what we need to progress with this and I'd like to see spades in the ground and how much just on that subject you and the fellow southern members in the in the constituencies how much of a job have you got on your hands to, to keep pushing this keep pushing this agenda I think we're all on top of it we we will keep pushing at it it's one of the things I think we all said at election time and the the situation at the pool which is on the same site has thrown that uh, into really really sharp relief that that whole site is just well overdue for redevelopment so that it's a fit for purpose structure. If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682 631 any time of day or night. Fast to my 23 minutes before 6. Today we've been hearing what the Treasury Minister's got planned for 2023-2024 in financial terms. Dr Allenson's unveiled the, how the government's going to spend its money your money, our money over the next 12 months but what about the people that really matter. 
Manx residents. It is important to follow what's happening in the budget. As a childminder, our overheads have gone up and up and up over the last couple of years and a lot of us childminders are struggling. So we do need just to follow what the government is doing so that, they, that the support is directed to the right people. Because if we weren't childminders, there'd be less of a workforce because under, provision for under twos is negligible and if we give up there'll be no support there so there'll be no workforce so the government need to direct some of the funding to childcare and supporting childcare provision to enable a workforce it's definitely more just don't keep up with manx politics you know if, it, if i am following politics it's more uk stuff america stuff and it's not not as interesting what's going on over here for me uh, you know schooling's always important roads infrastructure stuff like that is uh, is you know stuff which affects more people i think so they're sort of the big things that uh, you know you'd see on a daily basis really did you know it's budget day no i didn't would you be listening though now that you do know yes i probably will i suppose really we should all look at it because i mean the cost of living and everything we need to know I'm a, I'm a pensioner so it's handy to know if we're going to get a rise or whatever so it all helps do you know about the budget no just never been told about it or heard about it it's usually just like the older people really that are into politics do you know what i mean but of course in school you can learn about it and stuff so it's like if you like politics you can pursue it but um yeah i'm not really too much about politics did you know it's budget day i did yes will you be listening I will, yes, because I'm interested in how much I'm going to get. Every penny counts these days, you know. Well, we've been hearing from the unions as well. They say government needs to tackle its failing infrastructure and public services before increasing the population to 100,000. That, according to the local negotiating secretary for the NASUWT, Geraldine O'Neill, who's been reacting to Treasury's plans to set aside £100 million to support the growth of the Isle of Man's population. To be quite honest, without your teachers, your nurses, your doctors, doctors, your people who clean the streets and work for government, without all of those key workers, and I'm not talking about the excessive people that supposedly are employed by government, because I don't know who they are. We have a severe recruitment and retention crisis. We have our, our graduates who have studied at university having to go to food banks. So when you're talking about private sector and public sector, I would really like to see those figures that you have. We have figures and we'd like to have that conversation with you. Let's have the comparison of your figures with our figures and let's see how we deliver the services here and how we actually make the Isle of Man a place that has infrastructure to bring people to the island. All this talk about growing the population, I think it's actually hilarious. We, we have failing public services, we have failing infrastructure, we will not grow the Isle of Man until you get that right for the people who live here first of all, before you start attracting people to come here. If I was coming to to somewhere to emigrate, the first thing I would look at would be health services and education. Well, I wouldn't be coming to the Isle of Man at the moment if that was the case. So get those things right. We educate everybody. Every job that you have, the teachers educate. Whatever you are in life, teachers educate. So if we can't keep the people who live and work here staying here, we have a serious problem. <laughs> Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Well, there was a problem last night. The um, last night's Ben McCree didn't get to Hesham and had to turn back. She had another go this morning and got there okay and left Hesham at about 10 past two. We'll be back to the island in the next 15 minutes or so. Uh, back off tonight again at 7.45, arriving about half past 11, fingers crossed. 
uh, leaving tomorrow morning at 2.15, back to Douglas at 6 in the morning, and the morning departure for the Ben is 8.45, Douglas to Hesham. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. The former Treasury Minister David Ashford's criticised the use of reserves in this year's budget in the 23-24 financial plan. Eight and a half million pounds of investment income generated by the Manx National Insurance Fund is being used to assist funding Manx Care's mandate. Turning to the use of reserves in general and the updated five-year financial plan, I have serious concerns about the legacy that this administration is intending to leave the next if these predictions play out as listed in the pink book. If you look at table 6 on page 20 of the pink book, the bottom line position looks stable, with the overall reserve in 27-28 being £1.9 <coughs> billion. Pounds. But the devil, as with all these things, is in the detail. That is almost entirely down to the National Insurance Fund, which will make up £1.2 billion of that value. The public service employees' pension reserve is now exhausted and having to be met via general revenue. And the general reserve fund, which is effectively is the usable reserve, is now projected to fall from the 551.8 million that this administration inherited to 188.8 million pounds in the first full financial year of the next administration. That, Mr. President, is downright frightening and she'll give people cause for pause. Manx Radio Business Briefing. It's 17 minutes before six. Exhibition business Hive surged after confirming it's received a preliminary and conditional £306 million takeover approach from the private equity firm Providence Equity. The latest offer is 105p a share, follows on from an early offer of 101p a share. Based in Rhode Island, Providence focuses on media communications, education and technology investments across North America and Europe. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. The Alaman Ship Register is growing its fleet and extending its relationship with Singapore-based ship owner Peninsula International Shipping. The latest ship to join the register is the 12,113-tonne chemical tanker Peninsula 11. The vessel was formally delivered and registered to the IOMSR at a ceremony held at the Hainai Mipo dockyard in South Korea. The Peninsula 11 joins two sister tankers operated by the Singapore company under the Alaman ship registry flag being Peninsula 9 and Peninsula 10. The new deal sees the ship registry here expand its offering further into Asia, two-thirds of its fleet now managed in the region. Just last December, the ship registry announced it's joining the Singapore-headquartered Asian Ship Owners Association to support its ASEAN operations. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets close lower as investors weighed corporate earnings with the potential for the US Fed to remain hawkish. US stocks were in a downswing. Brent oil slipped in a volatile session and gold price lower. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall. At the close in London, the FTSE 100 down almost half a percent at 7,977. The DAX in Frankfurt down half a percent at the close at 15,397. Currently, New York City, well, just a short 
short time ago. The Dow Jones Industrial uh, down one and six tenths percent at thirty three thousand two hundred. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index down just over two percent at eleven thousand five hundred and forty three. And the S and P five hundred in Chicago down one and six tenths percent at four thousand and twelve. Fingers crossed for the rest of the trading day. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one U.S. dollar twenty one cents, one euro thirteen point two cents, and in commodities, gold's down four tenths of a percent at one thousand eight hundred thirty three dollars per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude is down one and a half percent at eighty two dollars fifty one cents. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in nineteen forty six. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. Faster by 13 minutes now before six. A lack of awareness, training around learning disabilities, reduced respite services, and concerns from staff about reaching uh, patients in the community are among the issues highlighted in a review into the Isle of Man's hospice. The Care Quality Commission's findings have been published following an inspection at Hospice Isle of Man late last year. The detail from Sean Cowper. The inspectors asked five questions during their visit. Is the service safe, effective, well-led, caring and responsive. The hospice was found to be complying with four of those areas, but the CQC has voiced concerns that the service is not always safe. The report makes 11 recommendations for improvement, with one issue being escalated to the Department of Health and Social Care. Among the issues flagged were a lack of sepsis awareness, resuscitation equipment not being stored in an easily accessible way, and temperatures not being monitored in medicine rooms. Training is one area recommended for improvement, with the report highlighting shortcomings in safeguarding training and an absence of training around learning disabilities, autism and mental health. Hospice says it intends to roll out this training this year. CQC has escalated the reduced size of the respite services to the DHSC, warning that this offers limited provision to support the wider system. There was praise for the staff, with the CQC finding a culture where staff are respected, supported and valued. It adds that staff are focused on patient needs, treat patients with compassion and have a genuine caring approach. The report says the service has enough staff to keep patients safe, but staff felt more were needed to support the home service, stating that at the moment it can be difficult to reach multiple patients in one day. During the review, inspectors found they were able to access some unlocked offices which displayed patient information, raising concerns around data protection. Hospice has welcomed the report and says it's already started work to improve the areas highlighted. 
Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting tonight with badminton, and the Isle of Man Badminton Association has announced who'll be representing the Manx flag at this year's Ireland Games in the summer. Ten players have been chosen to make the trip to Guernsey, with Ben Lee set to coach the side. Those who've made the team are Jess Lee, Kim Clegg, Mia Kirk, Philippa Lee, Leah Brennan, Toby Cheng, Matt Nicholson, Alex Buck, Neil Harding and Stephen Quayle. The 2023 Ireland Games are taking place from the 8th to the 14th of July. Turning now to cycling on one of the UK's biggest cycle race series, the Tour Series, will not be taking place in 2023. The prestigious event, which saw numerous elite Manx competitors take part in it last year, is taking a one-year hiatus, which organisers say is due to the most challenging economic climate the series has faced since it first started in 2009. Last year, Manx rider Matthew Bostock was crowned men's champion of the event, whilst his team at the time, with Sun God, were crowned the top team of the whole series. Elsewhere, fellow island racers Tom and Leon Mazone were part of the Samparan squad, which finished fourth overall. The series organisers add they intend to bring back the competition in 2024 for its 15th anniversary. Sticking with cycling, Mark Cavendish's Astana Kazakhstan team has finished ninth in today's team time trial event on day two of the UAE Tour. Competitors took part in a 17.3km route around Khalifa Port with the Sudal Quickstep squad emerging as winners. Tomorrow's third stage involves a 185km route from Umbrella Beach in Al Fajera to Jabal Jais. And finally in football, the Isle of Man's under-13s academy squad will face an exciting challenge in the UK this coming weekend. The team will face a Leeds United under-13 squad on Friday evening at the Premier League club's training ground, Thorpe Arch Grange in Weatherby. The following morning on the Saturday, the Manx team will then take part in a second game where they'll face off against Leeds United Academy's under-12s. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way. Next inbound is the Half Past Seven EasyJet from Manchester, showing on time. Then it's the Half Past Seven EasyJet inbound from London Gatwick shortly after. Uh, the Five to Eight Logan Air from Liverpool, returning patient transfer plane showing on time. And finally, the Five Past Eight Logan Air inbound from London City. Outbound, everything's uh, looking on time. The 6 o'clock, Logan Air to Liverpool. Then it's the 10 past 8 EasyJet to Gatwick. And the 10 past 8 uh, eight uh, EasyJet to um, uh, Manchester as well. In Ramsey, temporary lights on May Hill for water supply work. Uh, temporary lights on Marketplace Ramsey. And then new pedestrian crossing. And Andrus Road between Ramsey and Regaby. Got drainage work on some lights there. In Paul Rose, uh, the junction of uh, Paul Rose and Alder Road by the Methodist Church is closed. Millennium Bridge in Douglas over the harbour closes at 8 o'clock till 4 a.m. They're installing some new stop logs. And Victoria Road's closed between Broadway and Marathon Road for resurfacing in Douglas. Of course, those narrow lanes on Victoria Street continue. And temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron uh, for that new pedestrian crossing. In Sandygate, temporary lights on the Jerby Road for a water main installation. The Coast Road's closed between Jerby and the Len for resurfacing. And the Ballymena Road's phase closures for water main replacement. Temporary lights in Ballabegner, Arbury, Parish Hall, Castle Street, one way northbound in Castletown for building work. In Peel, temporary closures on uh, around East Quay and the Prom, and between Peel and St John's on the main road for work on the pavements. And in Regaby, temporary lights, uh, temporary closures too on the Regaby West Road for water main replacement. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest-free. Get more with... Keyside! 
Many food banks in the UK are rapidly running out of supplies as more and more people fall on hard times during the current cost of living crisis. But on the Isle of Man, how's the food bank doing? Manager of the food bank is Neil Mellon. We've always had excellent support from the Manx public, Manx businesses, organisations, faith groups and schools. So we're still being well supported. We do watch it because we're very aware of what is happening over in the UK. But we do not appear to be having similar problems. That, however, doesn't apply to all charities on the island. And I know the Central Council of Voluntary Organisations are very concerned about a number of charities being able to make it through this year. At the minute, um, we're supporting for the month of January. We've put out, for example, uh, just short of uh, 420 food parcels in the month. So that represents about 105 households that we're supporting. And amongst that, that would include 200 adults and 120 children. So it's it's significant. Uh, The numbers change, obviously, month on month, because as we support, our whole aim and our ethos is to support people in crisis and get them back to independence. So we see people coming off food bank, but as soon as we wean people off the food bank, we have others coming on board. The problems with private sector rents and a business owner says one of her employees will be better off quitting her job and going on benefits rather than continuing to work and pay a private sector rent. Tracy Hepworth, who's a director of Abbey Dental, says government isn't providing enough support to keep workers out of the benefits system during this cost of living crisis. We've got about 12 um, young dental nurses who work for us at Abbey Dental and one dental clinic and they are finding that they can't afford to pay their rents one is being evicted and has been told that her 750 pound a month rent is going to increase to 1500 pound a month at the moment her budget is stretched she's got a young child and there's no provision for that there's provision for people who are on benefits but if you are working and want to stay out of the benefit system where is where is she going to live It's better for her to quit work and go on benefits and be provided accommodation than to stay in work. There's no provision for people who are going to be made homeless on the Isle of Man because of this crisis. And there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to rent and you can't get a mortgage. Now, problems with people not showing up at Nobles and what we can do to make sure that people attend hospital appointments. The question being asked of the Health and Social Care Minister after more than 500 people failed to show up at Nobles last month when they were due. Laurie Hooper, MHK, says just letting the hospital know if you can't attend is important. Ultimately you can't stop people not attending appointments. Um, there are definitely things we can do to try and improve so in terms of improved patient communication, improved access so letting people do things online or through an app or direct booking there's all sorts of things in the mix as to what can we do to help. The biggest thing though we can do to help is, is to ask patients to just let the hospital know. If you know you're not going to be able to make it, if you don't think it's, you're going to be there, you know call the clinic, call the hospital. If you can't get through to them for whatever reason even call MCALS, you know let them know but but for the most part, just let the department know that you're not going to be there and they'll be able to reallocate the appointment to, to somebody else. Really, it is it is a lot of it on us as patients, I think, to take ownership of that. There are things we can do, but even with the best will in the world, you know, I can't physically pick up patients and make them attend appointments if things happen. And I think we all accept things happen in life. There's lots of reasons why you might not make an appointment. Um, and sometimes that can be very, very short notice. So again, I know it's not always going to be possible to let the hospital know, but where, where you can, please do. Can messaging be improved? Communication with 
without sort of a big injection of, of money into this area? I think so. So there's lots of things the hospital are, are doing in terms of things like text reminders or email reminders to people. There's lots of stuff you can do in terms of if you allow patients to have more flexibility around how you book an appointment. We should, that, there's lots of evidence out there that shows that actually does improve turnout and attendance rates. Those things may be a bit further down the road as part of developing things like the Max Care Record and other pieces of work. So I, I don't think this needs a significant injection of cash. Some of it is around marketing, some of it's around signposting, some of it is around availability as well. I think making all the phone numbers free phone I think should help because now people don't have to worry about the cost of calling to cancel an appointment. So there are lots of things we are doing uh, but I think ultimately it does fall really on us as, as patients and service users and I count myself as one of them to say if I'm not going to be there I'll be right there. That's it for update tonight. Compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Back tomorrow. W I N T.